in the whole 6010. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. My name is Daniel Dopp. Here with my best friend, Mike Clay. Hello, Michael. Hey, how are you? And my other best friend, Stefania Bell. Hello, <laughs> Stefania. Hello, Daniel, you big liar. No, that's not a lie at all. And <laughs> no. my third best friend, Liz Loza, joining mm. us right now. Liz, how are you doing all the way over there in sunny California? Is it sunny, actually, right now? For right now, it is. We're expecting rain again tomorrow. I know nobody is crying for anybody who lives in Southern California when it comes to weather, but it has been a very rainy, cold winter and i did not you know i don't pay these property taxes for this guy yeah <laughs> i love that i love that all uh, right well it's I good can to vouch s- for that by the way because i've been out in california a couple times and yeah. the weather it's legit been worse weather out there more storms more trees down more power lot all that than the east coast wow we've had a nice winter actually yeah so we have can't had say a anything very yeah, mild you really winter. can't in fact we actually had a ton of fun i want to bring this up it's a, been a couple weeks now but mike we took you to your first concert ever mm-hmm. you and That's i fact. went out with a few friend of ours a few friends of ours and uh we went to go see the killers we did my favorite band at yes. mohegan sun i thought it was pretty stinking fantastic especially when they pulled that guy out of the concert out of the crowd that had a sign that said can i play drums mm-hmm. and they just called him up to the stage and they're like hey do you know this song and then he legitimately played the entire song with the band he was so good that i was positive it was a plan it like seemed I, like again it. i had never been to a concert so i was like is that normal like what just happened because he was that good that's like so. I, that was it. it was, was so awesome. great, we had, Stefania. We had a great time. Who was, was your just the Killers? Mike's first concert. Like having gone, it was it was such a good time. Do you remember? Stop, stop playing with me. It was Mike's first. Con- you're joking. Mike's first concert. No, stop ever. it. Stop it. Ever. I got to take Mike Clay no, to a wait, concert for the first so time ever. Minute. I don't, I, wait, we have to, you know, it's too bad we're not doing like polls live on that because there need, we need the chat room to mm. discuss this for the 0600 okay, because look. there is no way, how old are you, Mike? I'm 38, 37, 37. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nobody adds <laughs> I'm, I'm, a year to themselves. I'm at, I'm at an age in which but I don't know how old I am You anymore. And you have never been to a con, I, I don't even understand Look at what you're not I understanding is that I'm not cool. Okay? Stop. <laughs> Stop no, it. I already knew that, but still, there's a lot of not cool wow. people that go to concerts. I thought it was fantastic. I am Mike. just, I'm blown away by this. I mean, I'm not cool. uh, wow. I we have some, we room. have some work to do. I was not do. at concerts. I was in we my room some... studying numbers and doing Excel documents and, and, uh, that's all I did. How that's old were you, Stefania, when you, when you went to your first You're concert? You're even from Give a good take. music town, like Philly. Like, I can't well, believe he's it. he's a little outside of Philly. Yeah, that's right. A little just, outside. just enough outside. Just enough outside of Philly. Right next to Philly How is a lot of farmland. I, I don't even like know because I've been going. My parents would take me to concerts when I was a little kid because right. they were hip, cool people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Liz, what about you? Do you remember how old you were when you went to your first concert? I think it was probably around 10, ten. maybe nine, nine or 10. Do you know um, who it was? Did any, yeah. Anything sticking in your Who? Uh, well, I went to two. I remember two. I don't know which one came first. Um, I saw New Kids on the Block. Mm. Which was I mean, uh, an awakening, if I'm being honest. Sure. Across the board. Let's skip right over to the next one and go to the next thing. (laughs) I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) The second one was uh, my mom was a single mom, so I did go to see Neil Diamond live many times. That's amazing. Neil Diamond. Mm. All right. I've totally seen Neil Diamond. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. 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 I've seen, I mean, back in the day when my, my parents took me to like, I think, Doobie Brothers oh, back yeah. then, mm-hmm. Boss Gags. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. When you saw the Doobie Brothers, did they have Michael McDonald soul. as the singer, or was it the other guy, the original Doobie Brothers singer? Oh, all right, this isn't the podcast to show <laughs> right, your sorry, musical guys. knowledge. Sorry, guys. No anyway, okay. And I just went with Mike Reese recently to see Journey and Toto. If anybody follows my oh, Instagram, my you know I posted a bunch of those pictures. Mike Reese is just turns into a totally different person in the presence of live music. And Mike Reese, cool enough to have gone to concerts since he was a kid. Mike Clay also turned into a totally different person when he was there for the live music. I was was having a good time. It was great. Look, there was a lot of people our age dancing around, having a good old time, and I just joined in the fun. I wanted to go down in the pit. I wanted to be down there. He did. Like I said, we got work to do. During the season, we've got some projects. That's right. We got the first concert under our belt. Now we got a bunch more that we can add to that list. All right, let's talk about some football here today. I know that's why you guys are here. We are going to dive into some of Mike Clay's grades that you just put out on Twitter. Upgraded grades for these offenses post free agency. Obviously, more is going to change here with the yeah. draft and whatnot. Yeah, this and the chart I put out is not not necessarily for fantasy, but it's my basic step one to 
fuel our, our projections, right, for fantasy. So, sure. um, And it's just assessing position by position, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, and then offensive line, ranking each unit 1 to 32, coming up with a weighted consensus. Obviously, quarterback's more important than running back and should not be treated equally. Uh, and then we just kind of see which teams are from 1 to 32. And obviously, it evolves, right? I updated throughout the offseason based on the draft and free agency and trades and, and all that fun stuff. So this was the first run. Put it out on social media the other day, and uh, we'll roll through some of the the best and worst here and notables and, and have a little fun with it and obviously put a fantasy spin on it. Heck yeah. All right. So we're going to start with the best offense in the NFL. Let me see who this sheet says. The Detroit. Oh, no, oh surprising. <laughs> really surprising here, guys. The Philadelphia Eagles end mm. up as number one overall. In all serious though, Mike, all seriousness, re-sign Lane Johnson. Obviously, Kelsey's coming back to continue to play center again for another year. The only real loss that you have from skill positions was trading out Miles Sanders for Rashad Penny. What do you think about when you look at this Eagles offense from last year to what they can be heading uh, into 2023? They're, they're stacked. They're stacked. I'm not really worried about losing Sanders. He played about half the snaps. It was a non-factor. Actually, it was a negative in the passing game for sure. So uh, that one doesn't bother me too much. Rashad Penny is super efficient. Obviously, health is the only concern there. And that's going to be a committee in the backfield. Yep. Wendell, or, uh, Wendell Smallwood. Wow. <laughs> Wendell Smallwood. There's a, a blast from uh, a few years ago. <laughs> Um, Kenny Gainwell, obviously, um, is uh, is going to play a bigger role this season. And it would not surprise me if they spent a day two pick there as well. But their stack, look, Jalen Hurts uh, is a certified star. They have a really good one-two punch of wide receiver. Dallas Goddard is back at tight end. And the offensive line is still, I would say, you could say arguably, but there's a pretty strong case that they remain the best offensive line in the NFL. This offense, top to bottom, is stacked. They're going to score a ton of points again in 2023, of course, uh, barring disastrous injuries, yeah. which you can say about any any team in the league. Well, you talk about their offensive line, Liz. You spent a lot of this last year being able to build out the Loza block, blocking metric, the LBM, as we like to call it. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles after 2022 season, how do they turn out within the Loza blocking metric, and how do you project them moving forward? Well, we haven't run the numbers, and we're not going to run the numbers until after the draft. Um, and let me tell you why. Tell you me mentioned why. Jason Kelsey coming back on a on a one-year deal. The Eagles also added some t uh, some depth at tackle with Brett Toth, but Philly has selected a lineman in five straight drafts and added to the trenches in six of the team's last seven drafts. So I definitely believe they're going to add some reserves. Of course, they want to keep Jalen Hurts healthy and mobile. And, you know, there is this argument that a mobile quarterback doesn't necessarily need as much protection because he can elude it. But keeping that quarterback healthy is obviously also most prominent and I just want I mean I agree with this assessment by Mike I think what I'm most impressed by by Jalen Hurts is the accuracy rating that went up right his his throwing and passing metrics all improved um, completion percentage improved by over five percent so that's a just a boon for the entire ecosystem Heck yeah I mean you just look at this offense Mike across the board I, I don't know where you where's the weakness right now when you look at this other than Nothing. I mean look they they had a guard change uh Isaac Samualo goes to the Steelers they've Cam Jurgen so they took in round two last year to Liz's point right they always yep. have the the shelf stock so they're in great shape I'm maybe third receiver they could still address that I mean right now it's Quez Watkins so uh they don't really have any weak spots and by the way the uh, NFL uh owners just approved the new rules for this year and it wasn't even proposed to take away the goal line you know, everyone kind oh, of shoves more Jalen, Jalen Hurts in the end push? zone. That's still back. That's All back right. for 2023. So he's going to score lots of rushing touchdowns again. Uh, this is this is uh, this is ready to go. I think the only thing they really may do on day one or two of the draft is a running back. I could see a day two running back uh, being slotted in here to compete with Penny and and uh, obviously Boston Scott's back to go with Gainwell. That's the only thing I could see them maybe doing, but they don't need to. They don't need to make another move here. They're set to go from a fantasy perspective. Basically returning everybody that they had last year. It looks like you're going to have a whole nother fantastic season with Philadelphia Eagles. Stefania, right now, the win projection is 10 and a half wins for 2023. Obviously, we haven't had the draft yet. How many picks do the Eagles have in the first round, Mike? Uh, they have two. Oh, awesome. As if they needed two first mm -hmm. round picks to go along with this roster. Would you take them over or under 10 and a half wins? I'm going over. Yeah. I hate it pains me to say it because we know who lost to them mm -hmm. in the NFC championship, but that's okay. We stole one of their pieces oh, of their that's puzzle. Right. You did. Um and we will now have uh the A plus plus defense by we, I mean the 49ers, the 49ers. who you know I play for it yeah. uh, every season. But um no, I'm gonna take the Eagles with the over because like what who's gonna stop them? That's mm. a I have no idea. That's a great question. Liz, you taking the over or the under here? I'm taking the over as well. Yeah. I am as well. Although the Detroit Lions did just uh, 
acquire CJ Gardner Johnson, which is going to be real good for That's that right. team. That was, uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Let's just put it that way. I'll leave oh, it at that. wow. Okay. Um, right. I will take over. Uh, I'm surprised the line isn't like 16 and a half, but I'll take the over 10. Oh, minutes. my. Oh, okay. Now, stop. Stop, Mr. First Time I mean, Concert. How long goer. did it take him to, uh, to lose last year? Were they losing like week 10 or something? Forever. Yeah. Longer than it should have. Pretty, be careful. Be careful. Good. <laughs> All right. Let's look on. The- <laughs> <laughs> Let's look on the other side of the coin. Right now, the worst offense in the NFL, Mike Clay, is the Houston mm-hmm. Texans. It, sort of no surprise, in all honesty. After last year, they have the number two overall pick this year, thanks to Levy Smith. <laughs> and they are not returning a ton of like really useful pieces. They've actually added Whoa. a few through free agency that should be able to help them mm-hmm. out. But this team is going to look very different once the draft happens. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the big thing here is quarterback, right? Yep. Right now, they're at the basement of quarterback. So that's going to crush your metric, obviously, with something like this. Uh, but they're headed the right direction. The offensive line is a little bit better than it's been in years past. That's good. And then, you know, running back, you're like, all right, Damian Pierce. They bring in Devin Singletary, one of the most reliable and underrated running backs in the league. That's a good one to punch. Uh, Dalton Schultz, a tight end. That's a really good, uh, obviously, a, a good tight end. He's been fantasy relevant for a couple of years. And then wide receiver, they still have work to do, I think. Nico Collins is interesting, but you have Robert Woods there. John Mechie did not play during his rookie season. We hope he gets healthy and he's on the field this year, but obviously uh, need a little bit work at that position. But they are trending up. They're going to have their their hopeful franchise quarterback with the second overall pick. But for now, yes, uh, still remaining a work in progress. Yeah. Huge work in progress. Stefania, I want to ask you about Robert Woods. He's a wide receiver that we have seen so many better days from, obviously not Bobby coming Trees. here. Yep. Love, and we love what he has been in the past for us as fantasy managers. What's still left in the tank for Robert Woods? I don't think we fully know. You know, he was coming off the ACL injury last year and with a new team and with a team that really didn't have a high octane offense to begin with in terms of their passing game. So I don't know that we got to really see what he could be. And we know how reliable he was and how um, he, he was just a solid do everything they ask him to do receiver when he was playing for the Rams. Um, guys are often better in their second year post ACL. But I... This is not exactly like he moved to a high-octane offense. So I think he's highly uh, serviceable for them and what they're trying to do. But I don't know that for fantasy purposes, he's going to be a huge investment for us. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one. And Liz- I just, you know, I like him so much as a person and a player right. that I want him to have a successful year, whatever that looks like for him. But I don't think it's a fantasy rock star year. Yeah, I think I think Nico Collins is, would be my first pick from right. this group. If I'm picking a Texans receiver, that's a guy... You know, he, he kind of made some strides last year. He was a day two pick a couple of years ago, perimeter option. You would think that's the guy He's most good. likely to, yeah, to be it, the, the primary target. It just feels like it's going to take a while for their offense. They've got so many different parts, not to mention a new head coach who, you know, sadly for us yep. in San Francisco, we lost. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think just putting all the pieces together, I like where I think they're headed, but it's going to take them a while. When we'll see. I, I wanted to add to that the coaching changes I think are massive and I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about. Obviously, D'Amico Ryans is getting a lot of pub uh, because he's the HC, but he's bringing over um, Bobby Slowick, who is, you know, the, there's no offensive coordinator, as you well know, Stefania, in San Francisco, right? Kyle Shanahan is calling the plays, but comes over from that system, was the passing game coordinator last year in San Francisco. And when I look at, you mentioned, Mike, um, Nico Collins being a perimeter option. Well, we all knew that he was a big, bo- big, big bodied red zone threat at Michigan. And this man only had eight red zone targets over 10 games last year. I cannot imagine that anybody in Kyle Shanahan's system is going to allow that to happen again. And I also just want to point out the addition of Dalton Schultz, because assuming that either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud end up as the quarterback on this squad, that is a nice security blanket that we have seen work as a work in that capacity successfully for Dak Prescott over the past couple of seasons. Absolutely. Well, Mike, if you looked at one of these wide receivers in the draft, it's really easy and fun for me. I love being able to do mock drafts for the draft. Easy to be able to say they're definitely going to take a quarterback at two. They also have another pick at 12, and it would be great to see them use that pick on a wide receiver, but I don't know as though any of these wide receivers are worth it in this year's draft class. Yeah, I maybe. We just did, uh, if, if listeners heard our pod a few days ago, we kind of went through some of those players and uh, identified it and identified locations. And I put obviously a quarterback to the Texans with their first pick and then a receiver. I went with, I think it was Jackson Smith and Jigba to them with their second pick. Uh, We've seen that before. We've seen teams address, you know, go quarterback receiver 
um, early in the draft. And I could definitely see Houston doing something like that in the draft. So they, they have some options. They're, they're more like mid to late first round receivers this year, as opposed to having those like certified yeah. top 10 options. Maybe a team disagrees with me on that. Um, but, you know, that's I could definitely see them spending a mid round pick on one of these receivers. This team also, Liz, did this team not also bring in Case Keenum? As a backup quarterback to be able to help mentor whoever comes Why are we next. talking about that? I just love the idea of, not, it has nothing to do with fantasy, but I love the idea of just having another veteran quarterback, a guy who has been in the league for a real long time. I'd rather have, you can make fun of me, I would rather have my rookie, there's nothing against Davis Mills, learn from Case Keenum than learn from Davis Mills on the yeah, roster. So I think that it's a positive. Bridges are important, and as as is protection, all of the pieces need. To yeah, be freaking bridges, Mike. No, I just swim why across you, the why lake. you freaking hate bridges, Mike Clay? <laughs> no, I just, I just Mike's swim not right a bridge guy. Uh-huh. That's all right. No big deal. Mike hates mm-hmm. bridges and Damn. momentum. Nope. Bridges can't be trusted. Most of the bridges <laughs> in this country oh, are <laughs> do not pass inspection. Here we go. All right. That's all, all right. I know about bridges. Let's that's talk about that's it. That's as much about bridges as we know. They're bad. Uh Liz, the win total right now for the Houston Texans for 2023. Five and a half games. That is not a high clip. It's more than what they had last year. You take an over or under on five and a half. I'm gonna take the under. As much as I think that there is going to be progress, I do think Stefania's right, and it's a lot to come together all at mm-hmm. one time. I agree. I think there can be progress and take the under. I am totally with you, Liz Loza. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I think 5 and 12 is about right. It's early on. My, I currently have them at like five, five and a half, basically. So I'd probably lean toward the over here, just uh, hedging a little bit, but um, it's close. I think it's a good line. Stefania, Mike's model says just basically five and a half. What does your model what does say? What you know about math? I know nothing. I'm taking the under. You're taking the under. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. I, I go to concerts now. I don't do math anymore. <laughs> wow. So I don't know. Wow. Look at you, you rebel. Seriously. <laughs> Mike, we take you to one show. All of a sudden, you're going to be staying up late and playing Mario Kart. I, look, I thought this show actually was us going to review the reviewing the, the set list. Yes. So I'm actually not prepared. But anyway, yeah, maybe next the, time. The maybe black next time. T-shirt. Mm-hmm. He's a full on concert goer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Trust me. It's you don't. Concert Mike Clay. Concert Clay is something to be able to behold. I'm telling you. I'm a guy now. I know. When prison Mike meets concert Mike, that's when I want to be present. All the things. All the things. And and don't forget workout Mike. He's coming out. That's all. We don't need, we need less workout Mike. Can we have less workout Mike? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza better because it has to be. That's that's mean, man. No. Yeah, look, I, look, man. I'm trying to like it's not make mean. myself better. And Mama Dop came into the room and literally shoved your nipples in my face and said, "Look at this. Look, look you, at these." I, I texted you that picture first. So you I, you did, you're I, right, I was like, "Is, is this?" I said, "Daniel, here's a hundred pictures. Which one should I post?" And I did. You're <laughs> and right. You picked it. You're right. Okay. I did. I said specifically, your, sure, my your best chest friend. hair looks really good in this one. That's right. It's very strong. Hey, look, I'm proud of it. Oh God. As you should be. Anyway. All right, Liz Loza, let's go ahead and move on and talk about some of these other teams. <laughs> let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. In all honesty, Dallas Cowboys should be really fun. Every year they seem to always what? be fun. They should be really fun no. from a fantasy perspective. No. You disagree no. with this? Huge disagree. You, oh my gosh. I like. I love that Mike has this rated as the fourth best offense. And I think that's probably true in real football. But in terms of fantasy, you think that the knockout combo of Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer is going to be fun for <laughs> fantasy? What year is this? For Tony Pollard. For for all the Tony Pollard apologists out there, maybe. You are a Detroit Lions fan. You watched Mike McCarthy pump the brakes on so many leads, probably to the benefit of the Lions a couple of times, in Green Bay so that he could run out Eddie Lacy. This is... This is not going to be fun. This is going to be more frustrating. I love that we talk about Dak Prescott and everyone's like, oh, wow, it's been a long time since he had those 30 passing touchdowns. That was 2019. Yeah. Who was the offensive coordinator? Kellen Moore. High-flying, up-tempo offense. Wanted to, quote, light up the scoreboard. Mike McCarthy comes in and is like, nah, not so much. Do you? Okay. Also, do we love that Mike McCarthy went on, he took that gap year and then he went on an apology tour, was like, you know what? I really underestimated analytics. And mm-hmm. then everybody was like, he's a changed man. Nope. When someone shows you who who they are, believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
All right. Wow. Liz put so me Liz in my place. does not like the, the <clears throat> Cowboys. Noted. Nope. Um, yeah, it's always great from a fantasy perspective when the head coach and play caller now is like, you know, we got to score fewer touchdowns. Yeah. Oh. We got we got to take we got to keep our defense off the field. We just have to move slower, run more, and just score less. And he That's has since he added to his commentary. <laughs> yeah. He's doubled down. Talking about <laughs> Dak saying, um, you know, at these owners' meetings, saying that Dak was sacked twenty times last year. And his goal is for Dak to play 20 games. If he plays 20 games, we'll be right where we want to be. You understand, right? With yes, the way he course. means by 20 games. But if he thinks that that if, if that's their focus, and also he said that the run game plan is set, but they're still working on the pass concepts and they're going to trim them down now. Those are his words. They're going to trim them down. The offense is, if Tony Pollard is healthy, which still remains to be seen, I hope that he is, but I think... Uh, my concern from fantasy production is that people are like, hey, Zeke's gone. This is wide open for Tony Pollard. And first we have to see him getting back to be pre-injury Tony Pollard, which I think is achievable. I don't know if it's achievable by week one. Uh, I also think they I expect them to draft a running back. Uh, mm-hmm. They would be foolish yeah. if they didn't. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. But otherwise, you know, yes, I expect Michael Gallup to be better version of himself, but he can only play within the offense that he's provided. Brandon Cooks, you know what Mike McCarthy said about him? He has a he has his character and his presence in the locker room. Okay, that's not helping you with fantasy. Nope. There is nothing about this offense other Dak's talent, I think, is still there. I wish he could be somewhere else so I could see it unlocked. To the full potential of Dak Prescott. Yeah, I will say this. In defense of ranking them fourth, their offensive line is still outstanding. And if Tyron Smith is healthy, even if you get 10 games That's out of him. That's a big if. Yeah. Even if, well, I mean, they still have two good guards otherwise. They're, yep. they're stacked on the offensive line. Um, you have one of the best trios of wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, don't forget about Michael Gallup. He was coming off the major yeah, injury. No, I just said that. Last, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you you have and Brandon Cook, CeeDee Lamb. You have Tony Pollard. We'll see what they do at tight end. You know, If you were telling me you were ranking him fourth best, is skill set and potential, I'd be right there with you. And I kind mm-hmm. of am. I just don't trust. I'm basically saying what Liz said in different words, but I just don't trust that this system will produce for me in fantasy the way that they look like on paper they should. Mm-hmm. Sure. Fair enough. So with that- also, Mike, hold on. About the O-line, Mike Solari, the former Seahawks offensive line coach, the guy who was supposed to save Russell Wilson is the new O-line coach. Like I get that the talent is coming back. But there are injuries, and I think the O-line this year, frankly, is going to be fine. It's next year that there could be a mm-hmm. good amount of turnover because of the way the contracts are structured, et cetera. But everything about this team feels on brand, frankly, in that it should soar, but it is being hamstrung by like executive and coaching choices. I, I will just asterisk, CeeDee Lamb is going to be a target hog, and so in fantasy, I still like him as like a top, I don't know, six to eight wide receiver. Nope, mm-hmm. not allowed. You're not allowed to like CeeDee Lamb if you hate everything else about the Cowboys, wow. Liz. Volume you got to pick baby. one. Volume is volume. Even right, if it's fine. Only the only target hog. I feel, by the way, I feel like if Zeke, like if they don't re-sign Zeke, which we don't expect, right? He'll probably go elsewhere. They've they've said this week that oh, if we can get him back, uh, we'll take him back. Um, I feel like like Leonard Fournette, right? Doesn't it feel like that they want, they they almost want like a... Chef's kiss. A, a, you know, like a plotting veteran running back to some extent. He feels like a perfect fit for what they're trying to do, which I'm not saying what they're trying to do is good. Maybe I'm saying the opposite, but that feels like a natural fit here. I don't like it. I don't like anything you just said. Stefania nope. Vegas <laughs> says nine and a half is the win total for the Dallas Cowboys. You're taking over the under. I have them at 10, and it's really a credit to their defense. This is, I think they will do exactly what they said. They will have the defense. They will try and win off their defense. And I think in their division, they can get pretty far on their defense. And their offense will have moments where they will flash and will go, gosh, wouldn't it be great if the offense played like that all the all time? The time. Yeah. This is bad. I'm going to be drafting lots of Cowboys in fantasy That's this right. year because no one else, <laughs> no one else wants them. I like over. them. Over. I'm in I on, took I'm the in over, the but I, I, I held my nose and I looked away while Oof. I did it. Liz Loza, what about you? Are you taking the over with the score less points? I am in lockstep, in lockstep with almost everything Stefania says. I am, however, going to take the under because Ooh. I really do believe in Brian Dable's second year with the Giants. And I think that the Giants can maybe do a little bit extra this year mm. and in that division make some surprises happen. Yeah, I think the, uh, just to kind of piggyback on that, I think the NFC is still kind of bad. I think, the, yeah. you know, just looking at, you know, just 
you look at the, like the unit grades and team projections for next year, like early projections, it looks like the AFC still is pretty superior to the NFC. Yeah. So that'll help boost the win totals, I think, of some of these teams. Well, the AFC may get another superstar quarterback if Aaron Rodgers does leave Green Bay and go to the Jets, Mike. And if mm-hmm. that happens, the Jets' offense would look completely different. Break down where you would have the Jets within this list if Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, which we're all assuming happens, yeah. goes to New York. <laughs> yeah, people are mad I did that. I just kind of left Rodgers on the Jets for the purpose of that. Of the that exercise. Chart, which I think yeah. makes sense, right? We still expect that to, to work itself I, out. I was listening, to, I, I I was listening to Bill Barnwell's podcast um, <laughs> driving in, and he was t- saying, like, literally it could come down to the first. It could co- All it has to happen by is week one. Mm-hmm. Like if the compensatory issues are still, it's really, it's about week one when the Packers would have to pay Rogers a huge sum of money. So mm-hmm. to me, I would not be surprised if this drags out, but we all know it's going that way. Yeah, I, I think it'll be done before the draft just because they're going to trade draft picks and they're going to want those draft you picks for think. this year. So mm-hmm. I think it gets done by but then. Do you trust I, anything with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, who knows? He's not mm-hmm. answering the Packers call. So who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you put, if you put Rodgers on the Jets, I have them 10th right now, right? Uh, Brees Hall is looks like the next superstar might be at some point the number one dynasty running back. Some people view him that way. Obviously, Estefan, you'll be talking about him a lot yep. this offseason. So, um, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. But obviously, Garrett Wilson, terrific. Alan Lazard is solid. Michael Hardman, they bring in a wide receiver. We'll see if they stick with Corey Davis. I'm not sure. Tyler Conklin's fine. Offensive line is low. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the offensive line. That bothers me a little bit. But all in all, I think it's an above average offense if you put in a top five quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And yes, I still think he qualifies as a top five talent at that position. Still has the defensive rookie of the year through the New York Jets. And mm-hmm. the defense Sauce always Gardner. plays. They just always play tough. That's just that's one of the things about the Jets. Right now, Vegas has their win total at nine and a half wins. I'm going to take the under on that one, Mike Clay. Yeah, me too. Which way are you I'm, at, go? I'm at 8.9 right now. That's That's what I have. So it's so funny. I, I'm at eight point five, and 8. I, I think off. it's Way funny. But, but you know what? No, but you know what's what's interesting. Um, <laughs> is allowed to use and I want to hear if Liz makes us go unanimous. But it's just the defense in the group in which they play. Oh, like yeah. I, I think that when you're like, like they could go to an NFC division, I would I would take them over mm-hmm. that. But where they're playing yep. and the defenses that they're facing, they're going to have their. I think people think like Aaron Rodgers walks on water. I I think he's extremely talented, but you're still putting him in a new system with new people. And yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah we'll see him and Nathaniel Hackett, right? Mm-hmm. And Alan Lazard. But yeah, I mean, I'm in total agreement here. And interestingly, you know, Green Bay went eight and nine last year. So I'm going to take the under as well. All right. We got three more offenses we're going to talk about here, Mike Clay. The Detroit Lions. Yeah, I did not this put one. this list together for the yes, record. Did. I did yes. not. I did not. Our producer, David Presley, did this, who's done an awesome job all last year and this year so far. Uh, 15th best offense, Mike Clay, mm-hmm. in spite of everything that the Detroit Lions did last year. Obviously, they're going to lose Jamal Williams, adding David Montgomery. Liz, thank you for that, by the way. I'm very <laughs> excited about David Montgomery to talk like about that. that. Love these wide receivers. Really excited to see Stefania. What does this Lions team have in Jamison Williams once they're able to finally unleash him? Because they very specifically made sure to take the slow approach with him last year in his rookie season. I think they did absolutely the right thing. Everything they did was managing Jamison Williams the correct way. And I think, uh, you know, we saw flashes of what he could be when he got a little taste. He had that one breakaway touchdown, I think, when he first came back and everyone was like, whoa, that's the guy that we remember from Alabama. Um, and, and that only gets better this year as it's not just coming off the ACL. It's adapting to being a player in the NFL. It's understanding the offense. It's getting in in rhythm with your team. And I think um, it's just their offense scored a ton of points. They were a they fantasy rock star offense last year. And I don't see that getting worse. More than expected in my in my yeah. mindset, Mike, were they more than expected based on what? You know, going into the season for yeah, 2022? I, th- I think their EPA, their offensive EPA in the regular season was higher than the Eagles. I really? think that would shock a lot of people, yeah. right? They were they were really good. Um, but it's hard to reconcile when you just look at the talent, right? Because I think we, I mean, we're still all talking about. You can't measure heart though, Mike. That's and right, that's Mike what Clay. That's what the lot. <laughs> dang it, Mike. <laughs> well, they lost I'm... Jamal Williams. So where's the, that's most of the heart. Yeah, but it? Dan Campbell. <laughs> and David Montgomery is David a fantastic, first of all, He's an Eagle Scout, so that means he's creative and crafty in general, on mm-hmm. the field, off the field. So we like that. Um, and Jamal Williams averaged 15.2 carries per game when sharing the field with DeAndre Swift. 
uh, Montgomery has averaged 17.8 touches per game in general in his career. So I think that that's a pretty even uh, split. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Montgomery managing 15-ish, 14-ish mm-hmm. carries per game. Also, I did want to think about, Mike, you know, you did a wonderful job talking about how the Lions really took advantage of free agency and bolstered their defense. And Stefania just talked about what a pinball machine the Lions were for fantasy. But if the defense is better, then maybe the offense isn't as lit in terms of fantasy production. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. I think that's that's excellent an excellent point. Uh, we oh, see that analysis, all maybe. of the... Yeah, n- nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Agree 100%. Garbage time, right? We talk about that a lot. You know that well, Dan. I right? certainly because know you that guys well. Have, Matthew Stafford lived on that for a long time from yep. a fantasy perspective. We've seen we've seen like guys like Andy Dalton and Blake Bortles put together QB1 seasons because they're just throwing the ball in the second half so often, right? So um, I think that's, that's definitely something we could see and see some offensive production come down because, I, look, my point where I was going earlier was that Jared Goff is still a quarterback that people look at and say, the Lions might take Anthony Richardson in the first round. Why? Because you're not viewing him as a franchise quarterback long term. So maybe he has another good year, but at best, I think you qualify him as an average or slightly below average NFL starter right now, right? I I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say if you start lining up all of the projected starting quarterbacks. And I know his numbers were better than that last season in a lot of metrics, but I think if you line up every GM in the NFL and have them rank the quarterbacks or who who they would want the most from 1 to 32, I think you're going to see Goff around 18th, 19th, 20th in that range, right? So that's going to knock their rating down, and that's why they come in at 15. Also, they they have more to do it. You know, tight end, obviously. Hawkinson's gone. They've been addressed that. And wide receiver, you have Amon Ross St. Brown. You have question marks after that, after right? That, yep. J- Jamison Williams might be a superstar, and I'm rooting for him, but he still has to prove himself. He's barely been on the field in the NFL. And the offensive line's great. But you still have some holes to fill. And once they do that, I'll feel a little bit better about them. I, st- I still think um, to your point about the garbage time, I get that. And in most offenses, I would I would say, yep, that's probably what's going to happen. The, the Lions strike me just the way that Dan Campbell runs that team. Like they just they're not going to take the foot off the gas no matter what, they no matter what. Very aggressive. For fantasy purposes, we hope that's true. Right now, win total is also nine and a half. In spite of the fact that you have them as the 15th best offense, Mike Clay, their win total right now is nine and a half. Liz Loza, I'm going to start with you because I want to start with somebody that actually cares about the Detroit Lions. Well, no, dang it. Shoot, <laughs> you're a Bears fan. <laughs> well, you love the NFC North too. There you go. Are you going to take the, <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're going to take the over on nine and a half for Detroit and the give NFC me, North. Give me double digits. I'll take the over. Yes. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be a hot team this offseason. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be on the bandwagon. Uh, I'm not there yet. I want to get there, wow. but I'm not there yet. I think they're a little overrated. I'm at uh, I'm at eight wins, so I'm a little under. That eight? would be a step back. Yes, you're a full win and a half under uh-huh. this. I am. It's a huge gap. Again, I'm not I'm not done yet. There's still work to do. This is an early line, but I think I'm going to come in under. I don't think I'm going to add two whole wins to their total by the time the season rolls around. Stefania, you want to open up the gap between I'll who add I two like whole even wins. more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. I took the over with them. Yeah, I appreciate I just, that. I, they're they're an emotional team. I don't think they fit the usual formulas, um, and that just came out last year. Yeah, I think I love. It. I'm so excited to which see which goes Lions totally contrary to all the the I know the, the all the numbers and analytics and everything we talk about. I know, but uh, you know, I'm just gonna as somebody whose team got a lot further because of heart last year. Come on, you're yeah, not they gonna, have raw talent. How can you not get emotional Us? about football though, Niners guys? Defense, you know what I mean? So good. Yeah, but we also, I mean, Brock Purdy, nobody was expecting seven and one. That's fair. I mean, the so, de- but I'm defense just saying, elite and you have a, an amazing play caller. Hold, all right, we're going to say we're going to talk about 49ers <laughs> in a minute. We're going to save that. We're gonna, we got Are two we? more teams here. Yes. All right. It's Next okay one. To talk about them twice. Next one is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we have mentioned this team a bunch because we've talked about how excited we are with Calvin Ridley now being able to add to this wide receiving core. Love. Super excited to see that with the next step for Trevor Lawrence. So, Mike Clay, why do you put them as the 14th best offense heading into 2023? Yeah, so uh, they get knocked for O line, having 31st. Yep. They okay. have uh, they have work to do there. They're not done for sure. Uh, they lost Juwan Taylor to Kansas City. He was probably a little overrated. In, a, in I'm not sure he's better than Orlando Brown, frankly, who left for Cincinnati. But um, that's the that's a problem because the skill position should be really good. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, Travis Etienne in the backfield, uh, the wide receiver one two three with Ridley. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones should be good and Evan Ingram's back at tight end. So it's a good group. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, again, we're very analytic driven. There is always going to be a subjective nature to it. I feel better 
about Calvin Ridley now than I did the last time we talked because of the article he wrote. Yeah. Right. About his story and understanding where he's coming from and, and what has happened the past few years. And just knowing that he's healthy and good to go and things are different for him now and he's more focused. He's able to be more focused than he wasn't before because of things going on in his life. I feel much better about him. I'm super excited for him. I'm rooting for him off the field. And from a fantasy perspective, I feel like he can, despite all the problems the last few years, at age 28, come in and have another big season. So feeling good about him. Would he, this is way too early, Mike Clay, would he, which one of these wide receivers would you take first in this Jaguars team? Is it still Christian Kirk or does Calvin Ridley potentially jump that and become the wide I, receiver one on this team? I have Ridley slightly ahead by one spot. I think it's close because okay. Christian Kirk is really good. He's well paid. He was He's younger. He was brought in to be uh, a feature target. It worked out pretty well last year, but Ridley's raw talent. I'm feeling a little bit better about him, but it is close. Yeah. Stefania, anything you want to add on the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, I just I love Calvin Ridley. You may remember I when he was a rookie, he was I think had we started our dynasty. He was he was a guy that I was I had a lot of high mm-hmm. hopes for. This kind of makes me feel like we'll get Calvin Ridley 2.0, like what we saw when he came out, and everybody was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. you know he we didn't know that he was going to be this." So I I think that talent is there, and now it's him getting back a little, uh, you know, a little more seasoned and. Uh, and quite honestly, after being out of football a year, um, fresh legs. And, really and, two years. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. It really. Um, so I think that that helps him, you know, youthful rebound for Calvin Ridley. And but, Travis Etienne, another year removed from the injury, mm-hmm. like, and just more in sync with Trevor Lawrence. So I, I like a lot about uh, what's going on there in Jacksonville. Heck yeah. Not to mention great head coach fit. Like the whole, the whole thing yeah. feels really good. Liz, how you feel about Jacksonville before we move on? I'm agreeing with Mike on this one. My only really point of concern is the left tackle position. Cam Robinson is supposed to take over for Jawan Taylor, um, who went to Kansas City, as he, as Mike mentioned. But Cam Robinson tore his meniscus in December of 2022. Mm. So yep. there's there. I just want to watch how that unfolds. And I'm not quite sure there's enough depth right now at the tackle position in the trenches for me to feel wholly comfortable. That being said, you know, I love the continuity in the coaching. I love the obvious upgrade that Calvin Ridley brings. Um, this team won the division at nine and eight last year. I'm not really worried about this division. So I think they can do it again, even if I'm going under on 10 and a half wins for the year. All right. How about this? This happened. All right. So we're recording this on a, a Tuesday afternoon. We yes, just we had are. news that the NFL approved that you can wear zero on your jersey now. They Guess did. who's going to wear number zero? I think this is the first one we know. Who? Calvin Ridley. Really? Number zero. Oh, that's, so that's exciting. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. That's I like really that. pumped. Yeah. It's also going to be really disorienting to seeing zero running around on the field. It's going to take a minute for me to get used mm-hmm. to, just like it took a while when you did all of the single digit numbers for like the running backs. Yeah. And it's like, is that Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison? Because they both sort of look the same with the Whatever. It's fun. Same number. It's fun. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's too hard. These I, can't, numbers, I, can't, I can't keep up. But I want players to have fun. If they want to wear zero, I want them to wear zero. Just don't ask me to remember. That's fine. That's fine. Liz. Travis Etienne is number one, right? On yep. the Jaguars. Oh, there so we go. Etienne and Ridley next to each other is 10, which could Ooh. be the number of wins. Hey, now. Oh, hey. <laughs> look at that. That would be under. That would be under. It's but I'm on the under as well. I'm at nine and eight right now. I'm very conservative at this point in the offseason. Nine this and is eight. March. Yeah. Stefania, you taking the over. Ten and a half is that's a huge number. You're taking the over or the under on that one. I'm taking the over. Wow. Wow. I'm going to take the under on that one. Wow, okay. that's yeah. big. Wow, I'm surprised it's that high. I am too. You know what? Gotta, gotta live a little. Sometimes you just gotta believe. You gotta believe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stefania, if you were a believer right now in one San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback to start the 2023 <laughs> season, we have both Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Both we have seen glimpses Whoa. from. I've Who else? And Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. The disrespect for Sam Darnold. The disrespect. No, Sam Darnold is the bridge. Um, I think I think that John Lynch made it clear. I mean, at the owners' meetings, he basically, um, I reposted uh, the clip um, that Tracy Sandler, who covers the 49ers, uh, had posted where John Lynch basically said that Brock Purdy had earned the right um, mm-hmm. to, to be the guy. And as, assuming that he comes along uh, with his recovery on target. So, uh, who you know, and... and and he's it's I believe John Lynch, I don't think he's saying it just to create like a little controversy or anything like that. I, I think that's what they believe. Like this guy came out and showed us what he could do as a starter. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we left. And this is what we believe. Now, it doesn't mean that in the course that Brock Purdy's not going to be able to throw in the spring. Right. So you got OTAs, you got some early spring practices. You're going to be able to see Trey Lance and Sam Darnold along 
and Sam can push Trey Lance there. And who knows when they get to training camp if they'll still be feeling that way. But I think they're setting it up like, hey, Brock Purdy, assuming you come along and you step back to being what we we saw and what we know you can be. And also, 49ers are really big on locker room. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they you hear the players talk about it, I mean, that was Jimmy G, forget what the outside world would have to say. He was beloved in that locker room. And one of the concerns was, will there be another signal caller who will rally the entire team around him? And that happened with Brock Purdy. Yeah. So I think that the, both Shanahan and Lynch are very sensitive to that. And that carries a lot of weight with the whole club, them giving that vote of confidence to Brock Purdy. I'm just, I'm, Mike, I am, I don't want to say shocked, but I think you're going to have an answer for me, but a little shocked that you have missed 22nd, the 22nd mm-hmm. best offense with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Is that just because of the quarterback position? Quarterback and, and offensive line, actually. Mm-hmm. So I have major, major concerns about the offensive line. When I posted these unit grades, I mean, 98% were of the comments where you're too low on my favorite team, right? Everyone thinks everything is too low, right? Obviously I'm biased against Duh. all your teams. We know that. Uh, but one of the, one except of the, for the Jaguars, except the Jags. Uh, but one of the, uh, the popular ones was the Niners offensive line being yeah. ranked. Where do I have them? 30th, 30th, right? They have trained Williams. Superstar. Mike McGlinchey gone. has gone. So you have Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford and Colton McKivitz are the projected starting linemen right now. Most of those guys were, non-factors last year below average by pretty much all metrics including those we utilize here at uh espn so i have major major concerns about that it still needs to be addressed uh they can they'll move back up but having a shaky offensive line and by the way i'll give you a quick example of this because a lot of the feedback is trent williams is a superstar so they have to be at least like an average line right how about the Colts last year, right? Hmm. They have one of the best left guards Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson Ryan Kelly. Uh you know they uh, they have a couple good players, but they had some voids they did not address last year, and it really, really crushed them. I have similar concerns with the Niners here, and also quarterback. It's an unproven situation. Purdy may not play the first few weeks of the season. If it's not him, it's Sam Darnold. That's not going to be a situation we feel good about. And, of course, we'll see what happens with Trey Lance. He could still be traded, so I actually that would not shock me at all at this point. So I love the skill, guys, but they've worked to do on the O-line and an uncertain quarterback situation, which is why they check in here kind of low. I actually agree with everything Mike said. As painful as it is for me, I, I, wow. I am an honest fan yeah, about my are. team. And the thing is that I, they have incredible star talent and guys who can run this system for Shannon. You know, between McCaffrey and Kittle and Samuel and Ayuk, I mean, all those puzzle pieces, you get them with the right signal caller, but you got to make quick decisions. That was sometimes something that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo struggled with and may have been a factor in why he was hurt so much. You know, um, and I think... Brock Purdy was pretty good at that, but part when he got hurt at the end, it was because of pressure that they could not contain. So uh, that is the worry for me. But the goal is, and we are different from the Dallas Cowboys, so don't you dare say we're being the same, but the defense <laughs> will be outstanding. It'll mm-hmm. be the best defense by far after we stole Hargrave from the Eagles, basically. Um, and now we've got edge rushers and interior mm-hmm. defensive linemen. I mean, it. I would not want to face the 49ers, but I think that and Kyle Shanahan has shown that he'll come out quick, but then he likes to control the tempo. And as much as they can control it and do long, drawn out offensive drives, I think that really helps them mm-hmm. in that division. Yeah. And by the way, just but it's touch- not great for fantasy. No, necessarily. no, not yeah. not at all. Um, but I, I still think TBD on quarterback just because, you know, you you think about it, you bring in Sam Darnold makes sense as like uh, maybe the first month of the season while Brock Purdy gets yeah. healthy. And you, but but you also just anointed Purdy, essentially your starter. Where does that leave Trey Lance? Right. So, again, I would I think the writing's on the wall for him to be moved in the next month. It's not, I mean, the 49ers know this better than anyone. Having good depth of quarterback is super important, but I feel like the writing is on the wall. So I uh, would not be shocked if he's moved. Gosh, Liz Loza, how do you break down this situation? Because obviously we've got some we, emotions run high here in this room with the fandom that we have. <laughs> I was honestly just thinking how I would love to hear Stefania narrate an audiobook about the history of the 49ers. Oh my gosh, how great I'm would like, that be? Liz, I'm completely would you like to be my and- agent? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine us in a room? Oh my God. Um, like selling it? It would be amazing. Yes, I'll totally do that. I'm just sitting here like loving what all of the analysis that Stefania is so beautifully narrating and articulating. Like I am with her. The only piece of this offense that I feel like deserves a highlight, probably because his name was in the news, is Brandon Ayuk. 
apparently some teams have been asking, you know, if, uh, for his availability and the 49ers are not interested. Ayuk has been one of these more divisive characters for fantasy purposes, but he is coming off of a career year, nearly 80 catches for over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. And it is hard for me to veer off of the Ayuk train for, I've been on it for uh, for a little bit now. And I, I, I don't see it stopping. I, I agree with you. And I, I think once he turned the corner with Kyle Shanahan, Kyle's yeah. given him his props for that. It basically said, you know, he he called him out in a very public way. And Ayuk responded. Could have gone one of two directions. And, yep. and the way he played last year, it's not everyone who can function well in Kyle's offense. So when you find the puzzle pieces that fit and they're clicking – I don't think you, the 49ers are still very much like they are so close, right? NFC Championship. They've made it to the Super Bowl. They've gotten to the NFC Championship twice. Like they are just on the cusp of taking it all. Why you you don't want to blow that up? No, definitely not. I, I, I look at this team and there is, there is so much question mark just because of the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out for me, there's like everything that you guys have just talked about. Love everybody else. Right, it's trying to figure out what does this team do with quarterback. What does Brock Purdy look like? How does this team look under Sam Darnold for the first handful of games? Are they able to move Trey Lance mm-hmm. for pieces that they can use on this team? Is it going to be more draft capital? What do they do here? A whole lot to look at with the San Francisco 49ers right now. Eleven and a half is the win total, Mike Clay. Eleven and a half for the twenty-second best offense, but potentially the best defense mm-hmm. in the NFL. You taking the over or the under on that before yeah, we get like to the, Stefania? The same, that's higher than the Eagles. Ten and a half. They played in the playoffs. I thought the Eagles. Yeah, won but look that at their division. Oh, look at their like. Look at their division. Look at their division uh-huh. to start. Oh, yeah. I mean, their Rams division. Are in rough shape. Yeah. Look at their division. Mm-hmm. Rams, Cardinals. Yeah. Rams. The Rams defense is something else. I have them. So I ranked the five defensive units. They are dead last <laughs> in four of the five categories. Yeah. They wow. lost everything. They have a lot of work to do. Uh, I'm going under ten point three right now. You're wrong. Uh, I take the over. I take him at twelve. I've got it. Twelve. Twelve. Shocked. Twelve. No. Twelve wins. Okay. How many? How many games did they win last year? Thirteen. Mm. Sounds like Liz says thirteen, and I will trust her without even looking it up. But that but, quarterback uh, concern. I'm but, still worried about the quarterbacks. You were worried last year. You and you should have been. I mean, I but mean, la- last I year, la- no, la- last year, everybody thought didn't know what was going to happen with Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo was working on the side field. We didn't. We didn't really. You know, everybody thought like he might be gone. Nobody even knew that Brock Purdy was on the team. So there were quarterback questions last year. Nobody thought Trey Lance was going to come out and rock the world. People didn't really know. And they took a three-quarterback, what could have been a circus, all the way to the NFC Championship. Mm -hmm. That's an important point, Stefania. I mean, like, you guys, Stefania is right here. Like, Kyle Shanahan's system was able to get this team nearly to the Super Bowl without, um, without anyone we've even heard of at the most important position in the game that's fair that's fair yeah i mean it is but uh jimmy garoppolo did (laughs) play a a big chunk of the season when they won a lot of them (laughs) games they did win with purdy my question is is that sustainable though can you do that again you know if you have quarterback issues and purdy doesn't start the season and maybe he levels off you know we really know how good he is yet I, i don't know so uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's sustainable to make another run. So I'm, especially with the old line. Remember, the offensive you line is different. You get your negative self out of here. Uh, let <laughs> me ask you this. Hold a, on. A game higher than the Eagles? On so, the so, but we're still not, a playoff but we're team. Talking about, but playoff we're team, we're right? talking about, like, Let's I just want you to think about, and obviously we don't know the schedule yet, but I mean, if you think about, like, within their division, there is no reason they shouldn't win every division game. Now, the I'm not saying they don't play hard that? and no, no, no. And every year, you know, the Seahawks will come out of somewhere and, and, mm-hmm. and surprise you, even when the Niners are better on paper and win. That's the way that division is built. The Rams and the Niners hate each other. You know, it could go either way. But if you look, the Ni- there's no reason they should lose. And that defense will help them win in other divisions as well. So I, I just, I think if, I think you're right that we have a question about what the quarterback situation will be because we don't know where Brock Purdy is. And talk to me again in July, and maybe, you know, maybe I'll relax a little think, bit. But right now, I, I don't think so. I think we'll talk in April when we get that schedule, and we see when the Eagles play the Niners. We're going to have some fun with that one. Well, do you know there's 17 rematch. games? If I give them 12 wins, that's still five that they that's, could, I mean. That's a lot of games. And not 17, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's say you said you said Jared Goff was barely he was an average to below average starting quarterback. <laughs> if you look at NFL GMs, if you're grabbing somebody, where would Brock Purdy rate on that list for you, Mike Clay? That's a good question. Uh, that is a good question. Lining up, all, are we including the four rookies, the four, first sure, round rookies? Thirty-two starting NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, let's low, say twenty-fifth, twenty-seventh in that range. I think that's probably fair. Okay. Stefania, you want to respond to that? No, he has to show it first. You got to prove it. Yeah, prove it, my friend. I know it's, it's a shame when you go seven and one, and you know, and nobody, and you were coming out. You were just practice squad scouting for the for the starting it. team. You had no experience, and you went seven and one. And there's guys who've been playing a lot longer in the league who. A lot of questions. Unsustainable. That's my analysis. Well, <laughs> hashtag unsustainable. We are not done as neither is the NFL. We're going to continue oh to have more free agency. We got so much draft prep coming up. So many things to be able to come out. Mike, obviously you do a ton for us here. Follow him at Mike Clay NFL. Stefania with all the injury updates that you could have. You do way more than just NFL too, by the way, Stefania. You do a little bit of every sport here. I so I put, I put a fantasy baseball article out to start the season about Look looking at, at if you wanted to know That's what it. happened with the Carlos Correa trade. I you told you why, why, why that you know was so difficult for him to get um, that two teams ended up passing on him. Heck yeah, that's a physical concern. But also uh, during the draft, I, I, I will probably be you know putting some stuff on social media as we get closer, just checking off the final guys going back for rechecks for combine injury concerns. Things have been kind of quiet about. Um, all right. Stay tuned. We're going to be watching your timeline for that. Liz, when we go to Liz Loza underscore FF on Twitter, what are we going to find in your timeline up until we get to the draft? Are you working I, on any articles? Are you doing any gambling pieces? Not No gambling right now. Um, I've been dipping into some F1, going to be doing some WNBA stuff, but mostly just tracking free agency, free agency reactions. Um, have an article coming out about how to spice up your leagues. It's spring, right? So Fun. what's new? What's fresh? Let's get the thaw out and spice it up for next year. Bunch of stuff coming up. And of course, draft prep. Um, I like to watch, you know, the rookies and make some notes and been doing a lot of that. I've watched all of the quarterbacks um, have notes on the top 10 running backs and I'm in the thick of the wide receivers right now. Wow. Look at that. Liz Loza. Love it. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. Follow her again at Liz Loza underscore FF on Twitter. My name is Daniel Dopp at Daniel Dopp. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Please. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. There's only one of you in this world, and we don't want to lose that person. You're an awesome human with who you are, so please be kind to yourself. We can't wait to talk to you guys next week. We will see you next Tuesday for more Fantasy Focus Football. See ya! He's a NASCAR guy with a base to try A Lakeford fan for life Chargers are off to a terrible start change his mind matching up all the cornerbacks touchdown regression and weekly stats but if your team falls flat he's the one to blame he's a brainiac 